Yes, people. Well, it might not be summer. Well, it's definitely frigging cold as hell. But, people, it is Wednesday, so it's time for it never echoes from the void. And, um, man, <laughs> there's a lot of crazy shit going on, right? Oh, man, it's insane, right? There is a company out there that has, um, Invented wristbands to track people's mental health. <laughs> yes, look, I'm not making this up, people. The the bands look like a Fitbit, but instead of the screen, they are replaced by a um, well, two buttons. Right, one's got a, a yellow border around it. The other's got a blue border around it. And um, the whole thing is, you press a button to reflect how you're feeling. Yes, that, yeah, you heard it right, people. If you're feeling happy, you hit the yellow. If you're feeling sad, you hit the blue. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it, it, it's a um, it's a pretty stupid idea, if you ask me. Right, so they're called mood beams. Yeah, mood beams. Eesh. Even the name is infuriating. But um, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're actually a British invention. Yeah, I know. Apologies for that, people. So um. Yeah, like, I think the woman who invented them, right, she said that, you know, she um, wanted something to, like, find out how her daughter was doing at school, right, she's saying her daughter was struggling and she wanted to know if she was okay, so yeah, she created a moonbeam, <laughs> and it's just a bit like, okay, so yes, kids can really be trusted to tell you the truth about everything. Now, you know what I mean? And it's, look, not saying kids are just dirty little liars. I mean, they are. But, listen, a little kid, they will often embellish something if they know, oh, if I say this, I'll get ice cream. Or if I do this, I might not have to do homework. You know what I mean? It's just, and here's the thing. You're wearing this wristband, and in the moment, right, you're meant to go, oh, I'm feeling very happy, right, but I pressed the yellow. What if your finger slips and you accidentally press the blue? It's just like, what is this? You, you really, if you want to know, really, how someone's doing, you know, just ask questions, right? Ask questions. You usually, you know, people are broken into teams. So the manager of a team or the project manager of a certain task, you know, periodically check in. <laughs> that's that's something that you know most normal people do. They check in with their colleagues. Is everyone cool? How's everything going? Uh, you know, you okay with that work? What's happening with that? Boom. It's not. Difficult, right? Not difficult. But yeah, she believes that, you know, firms are going to pay for her service. 
<laughs> oh man. And you have all of these different tech firms trying to come out with these apps and whatnot to reflect on people's mental well-being. And it's they always sound very convoluted. Right, so, okay, so at the end of the day, you have to fill out this, and then you take this, and we send you this, and blah, 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 and it's just, these are all very just long-winded ways to, um, you know, just get around talking with your staff, that's what it is, you know, and if, you know, people are saying, oh, Maybe the staff won't talk to us. And I'm like, well, if you've created the right environment, they will. Yeah. And listen, maybe they're not going to talk to the CEO because they're just like, I don't want to see you. I'm like, but they'll talk to someone, right? You can create an environment where there is a a person, you know, or you know, the as I said, look, the team managers or whatever. I, there will be a situation where people will feel comfortable talking to someone If you're running your organisation correctly If you're not Yeah, an app <laughs> You mean a bracelet None of that's going to help you <laughs> You know what I mean If you've shit the bed, you've shit the bed Right No amount of data will um, Yeah Get around that thing And also People are going to lie Right So this firm that is using this band Says Oh it's optional I'm just like Ugh Anything like that Right Because You will always wonder Well I don't want to wear that But what happens if I say I'm not wearing that You know what I mean You'd be like Well I know that Oh Eight other people in this team have agreed to do it. I'm gonna be the odd one out if I'm not wearing one. You know what? What? And then any other de- any decision that comes down, right? Like if if, if people get bo- hand bonuses and for some reason you don't get one, there's always gonna be a hmm. Now they say it's because of this budget or whatever, but is it because I'm not doing that? Right now, look, you already noticed that kind of shit with smokers. You know, if you don't smoke, I, I mean, I worked in a spot and um, like all the directors and all of them, they all smoked. So there were the people that would go out to, you know, smoke. They were always hanging with the directors. And sometimes these numbnuts would... You know, let out information that you're just like, wait, no one's meant to know that shit. How the fuck does that? Yeah, because the directors are running their gums to their smoking buddies. You know, so these sort of things create these sort of divides, which, hey, that's not good for your mental well-being. Definitely not. You know, that that creates anxiety and stress, which I think these things are meant to be, um, you know, stopping. So, um, yeah, instead of trying to find a, a quick fix, maybe just 
just maybe talk to people. Hmm, crazy, I know people. All right, so a woman in the UK, she lived. Um, she lives on the Isle of Wight. She has been banned for life from um, driving uh, e- an e-scooter. Yeah, so I mean, supposedly what happened was she was out with her friends, right? Out of her friends, drinking, all of that, and. Um, yeah, she, uh, yeah, at the end of their session, she went and jumped on an e-scooter, and, um, yeah, got pulled over by the police, they found she was drunk, boom, now she is fined, but, now the thing is, is she just fined from e-scootering, or, you know, cars as well, there's, anything. She got on the road, <laughs> so, I mean, to, to think that she's not going to get behind the wheel of a car, uh, you know, that would be debatable, right? But, you know, the the courts and the police are saying that, um, you know, a, an e-scooter is the same as a bus, a car, a motorbike, all of that. Now... Here's the weird thing I kind of see, right? Because if you drive a, you know, know, any other type of vehicle, there are specific licenses. You know, you've got a a license for motorbikes. You know, if you want to be a lorry driver, a bus driver, there's different tests and things that you have to, you know, have to take. So, surely, right? They should be, you know, the same for these e-scooters. And it's because it's the issue with bikes, right? Pedal bikes. Anyone can just go get it. You hear me? Anyone could just walk into a shop and be like, "Oh yeah, can I have a bicycle?" And you don't even have to buy a helmet or purchase of the bike. Right, so it means that people are just riding bikes willy-nilly, no helmets, crashing, running people over. It's it's just a mess. And these e-scooters, again, you could go buy one, right? Now, they're saying that private e-scooters are um, illegal on the road, and you can be fined £300 if you're caught. But I'm kind of like, how's anyone going to know? You know, they, now these things go, what, 15.5 miles per hour. Which, I don't know, that seems, I mean, well, I've seen them. They're fast. Those little motherfuckers, they are speedy. So, if one of those, like, whizzes past you, how the fuck are you meant to know if that's a private one or a rented one. That's the thing, right? So, yeah, you kind of feel that the only way, the only way to, you know, sort all of this shit out, if you're just not going to be like, nah, ban them, ban them, is to, yeah, if you, if you want one, 
you have to take a test. You know? And I'd say wear a fucking helmet. Right? They just seem like a death trap, son. There, there is no way <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be jumping on one of those things. I mean, the amount of times I've come off a fucking bike. You know what I mean? Like, oish. Doing one of those? Nah. I'd be, um, I'd be dead in a day. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a weird one. You know, so, um, you know, she's the first person to be banned. But, yeah, there is a thing. So, yeah, she's banned from e-scooters. But what about everything else? You know, what, and how, how are you going to know? Right? If she tomorrow goes and gets an e-scooter, how is anyone really going to know? It seems like an unforceable law. And a bit stupid. Ah, uh, yeah, you know these are um. Well, they're definitely um. You know, wealthy issues. We're not running into these kind of things in third world countries. Yeah, <laughs> it's not an issue there. But yeah, I don't know. It's all stupid, right? <sighs> I mean, fuck it. Just let her drive and. She'd probably kill herself at some point. So, it all seems to be uh, a little crazy in South Africa right now. Right? You thought apartheid, uh, you know, just, look, stuff never ends on the day of, you know, a change of regime. People remember that fact. But, you know. I think enough time has gone that you thought, I mean, the majority, if not all the remnants of apartheid had kind of gone. But no, it seems not. So back in the 80s, there was a project that was run called Project Coast. It was basically, right, now, all kind of, you know, these sites, site, all, oh my god, god damn it, hold on, let me take a moment, hmm, okay, let's try again, when you look at all of these just dictatorships, these fascist organizations, you know, the Nazis, how I just, you know, it was the same over in uh, Russia, right? Um, they always have this thing where they're trying to exterminate, you know, the people they don't like, you know? So, yeah, Project Coast was the um, South African government's their little thing. And they hired, you know, doctors to invent drugs and you know, chemical weapons that would target black people, right, so one of these doctors, a doctor, um, Wouta Basson, it is a just emerged that he is still practicing, yeah, still practicing, and people are not happy at all, which, you know, you can't blame them, you know, he's been nicknamed Dr. Death, 
which, yeah, not a nickname that you really want. Well, unless you're a dirty piece of shit, you know, then, hey, that might be, uh, you know, a real slap on the back for you. But, um, yeah, this um, Basson, he's working for Mediclinic Southern Africa. And um, they're claiming that their hands are tied. You know, there's nothing they can do about it because he still has a medical license, which does seem a bit baffling. Now, I can't really speak on this because I don't know how South African, you know, laws and whatnot work. But over, I know over here, and I believe it's the same stateside, you know, doctors are employed. <laughs> doctors are employed. And an organisation can go, oh, we'll, we'll have that person work for us. Or, mm, we don't kind of, yeah, we don't align with their thinking. So we won't have that person come over here. But they're saying that, um, you know, doctors are independent practitioners and cannot be employed by the organisation. Right, which is, um, yeah, I don't even know. That's an interesting one, right? So, basically, you know, this guy, Basson, um, yeah, you know, people have been trying to uh, have him, I mean, held accountable for what he did back in the day. You know, so... Uh, I think in, when was it, 2013, he got convicted of professional misconduct. Which, yeah, you think that would be the thing, right? Because, you know, there's the code of practice. Code of practice, I believe that's what, you know, doctors call it. Where, um, thou shall not kill. Something along those lines, right? Um, you know, which, yeah, would... Take his medical license from him And so uh, Yeah uh, It's um, Well I mean he did lose It's a weird one right So he's been working He's been working as a cardiologist Right Because he was Due to lose his uh, Medical license Um but yeah, it, it all seems to have gone awry because you know a judge in the case in 2019 was like, um, basically it has to be retried. Everything has to start from the beginning because um, yeah, two members of the disciplinary panel um were biased. So. Like, you know, it's not been given why they're supposedly biased. But, yes, that's what they're saying. You know, maybe, um, I don't know, look, anyone's going to be biased. <laughs> you know what I mean? Any, any normal person is going to be biased against this dude. Right? If people found out, you know... Right, oh, so today we're um, ruling on someone that was inventing chemical weapons to is exterminate, you know, uh, a portion of the population. And people are going to be like, what? 
Huh? Piece of shit. Yeah, they should rot in jail. You know, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, I can see their side. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's legitimate. I would do this, right? Like, no one's going to be, you know, down for it. So, yeah, it, it, it's a curious one, right? But it does mean this guy, you know, he's technically can still work. But technically being able to work and being able to get work, they're two different things, you know, so that would, that would have been the thing I had thought, you know, that, yeah, just these organisations, they just be like, hmm, no, we're going to, um, you know, decline, thank you, there are other people who, uh, you know, we feel are better suited for the role, now, he, um, you know, I think he was, up for conviction in 2002, but he was able to get around it because he was just saying he was following orders. That was the reason. Now, with one of those things, right, I'm kind of like, there are some places where, yes, there's nothing you can do. You know, if, if certain people, you know, because it's not a question, right? If you refuse, you get killed. So, you know, and look, you might have dependents and stuff like that. So you're really like, well, I don't want to die. Who's going to support blah, blah, blah. And, you know, even if you don't have dependents, you might just think, I don't really want to die. You know, so, yes, look. I fully understand there's situations where you would have to go along with what's being asked. There's others where you can refuse. You know, you can definitely refuse. Now, or, I think there's the, possibly the third option of going, fine, I will take the task and just never finish it. Right? Because this, I mean, it's not something that everyone can do. So the amount of people looking over your shop, nah, he's he's lying, right? Well, you know, clearly, if you just attach blah, 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 you there you go. We've got our, you know, ethnic bomb here. Huh, old baston. Hmm. You know, so people are just going to be, so no one's going to be able to, you know, oversee him, so we could just have gone, yeah, fine, I'll do it, and just never done it, <laughs> you know, he just fucked around in a lab all day, going, oh, no, unfortunately, that one doesn't work, and, ugh, damn it, that doesn't work, well, I tried to do that, but the chemicals won't bond, and, ah, but, you know, I mean, so, look, if you don't want to do something, there are ways around it, it's just, do you want to do that shit? Right, that's the question. So, um, yeah, it, it, it is an odd situation. Because, I don't know, like, there doesn't seem to be anything from this dude where he's, you know, ashamed of what he's done. Right, there's... People do certain things, and yeah, they're not happy with it, right? Now, um, oh, what's the, what's my man's name? 
who invented the, uh, you know, the, the nuclear bomb and then quoted the Bahajir, you know, when it, when it was dropped. Now, he definitely regretted what he did. And he talked about regretting what he did. You know, and that, that, that's the thing. There's a difference. Like, you could tell when people regret something. But, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it doesn't seem that this guy does, which, I mean, listen, there are racist old people, right? There, there are so many racist old people. Because they grew up. Under the segregations, and yeah, what, however the world will change, they just won't. They just won't, right? So, it wouldn't surprise me if this dude just didn't, didn't regret it. You know, secretly wishes things were like the olden days. But yeah, look, he, he's in his eighties. Yeah, just take his fucking license. It's a simple thing. You know, how many times have we heard from the UN that if certain doctors who worked with the Germans were alive, they'd be tried? So, really, what is the difference? What's the difference here? You know what I mean? It's all the same thing. (sighs) People need to do something, but who? Because we kind of know that the UN is... Pretty shit, right? So yeah, who is going to actually act on this? Because the you know South African government are paying for Basson's you know defense bills, so obviously they're not going to do anything. So yeah, ah, <sighs> crazy times, people. See, there's shit happening all around the world. It's not just confined to certain areas. Okay, so there's a company called GitHub, I think, or maybe you meant to say GitHub, I don't know, it looks like GitHub, but um, yeah, there's some software organisation, um, I mean, it doesn't really matter, like, the main thing is, right, supposedly, they sacked a Jewish employee because he talked about... Well, hmm, it's, it's, so it's an odd one, right? So, he sent out a message with, um, you know, the word Nazi in it. And that led to him losing his job. And, um, yes, then everything went bananas, right? <sighs> now, you kind of think, huh, what? And then you read a little bit about the situation. And, I mean, it's all sorts of weird. Right? So, now, it was... When did those stupid people storm Capitol Hill? That was the 8th. The 8th, I think. Something like that, right? But it was then, essentially. Right? So, he, um, this guy sent this message out via the company's... Slack channel, right, and he wrote, stay safe homies, Nazis are about, yeah, I mean, it's a stupid message, right, it's just dumb, 
It is straight up dumb. Right? Um, and, you know, he says that he was um, genuinely concerned about his co-workers in the area, in addition to his Jewish family members. Mm? I, I haven't heard anything... About any of the people in the capital, you know, hunting down people, like breaking into houses, beating up people. I haven't heard it. So I think that's just stupid. Like it's it's a weird, you know, thing to talk about. Like to send out. Like you're just, you know, you're being dumb, right? Which is, you know, people are dumb. It's fine. Whatever. Now, it says then two days after this, he was fired for, now it says patterns of behavior. So, if you're believing that, he wasn't fired really for just that comment. Like, I mean, the company had just got tired of him doing stupid ass shit. Which you kind of think, right, well, yeah, technically that would be like if you are, you know, kind of balancing on the line, right? So you're not really being sacked for this, you're just being out of a poor judgment and being a dumbass. Right? But um yeah, so obviously <laughs> you read and now that it's all blown up, the HR manager has um gone. Right, so yeah, you know, you know what happened. GitHub were like, they they would have been fine because it's not just the HR that are doing this, right? It it wouldn't have gone. The, the HR person was like, you know what, I'm getting rid of that. But no, no, there's other people involved in the organization. There are plain, there are managers, there are all manner of people that would have gone. Yeah, let's get rid of him. He's an idiot. Fire him. Yeah, but, yeah, the head of HR is the one that's having to fall on their sword. <laughs> and you can imagine, right? It all blows up and get over like, oh, fuck. Call HR, right? Yeah, you've got to go, right? No, we'll give you a, a, you know, a severance package. That would be the thing. How much did the head of HR get given? Hmm? Right? Because, you know, all of the with all of these sorts of things, they you know they often mention. Oh yes, this person acted in bad faith, or this person did this, and it was. But you know they were given a ridiculous amount of money. So you're just like, well, if you're kind of saying that they were basically you know involved in misconduct, usually, right? When you read the terms and conditions and all of that. Gross misconduct kind of, it wipes out any of these kind of claims. So there's no payouts, there's none of that. So when companies still give that money, yeah, it it tells you that that person is the scapegoat, right? That's all it is, you know, and that was an agreed thing. They will do it. If you give them X amount of cash and references and the whatnot, 
you know, oftentimes, you know, they, there's already another job secure for them somewhere else. But anyway, tangents, people, tangents. So, yeah, they're, they're just like, um, you know, they, they've offered this person back their job. But I'm kind of think, wanting to know, firstly, what are these patterns of behavior? Right? What are, the, what are those? The other thing is... The people that, you know, marched, they're not Nazis. Like, we really need to get away from this just broad strokes term of Nazi. It is ridiculous, right? You can be a fascist, you can be a racist, you can be a dumbass, right? There are different terms, but Nazis were a particular ideology, Right, and uh, look, I think we we saw that not everyone that went to Capitol Hill broke in, you know what I mean? Not everyone did that. So, uh, like, to try and pretend that, yes, everyone that was there was there, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing. And again, to say, oh, they're all Nazis, again, it is ridiculous. So, this person, right, you can say that, yeah, they're a moron, right? They're a moron. Now, I'm not saying the person should be fired or not fired, but I, I, it does seem that there is more to this than, you know, how the story is trying to be told, which is always just... Uh, you know, it's crazy, it's stupid, but yeah, that's the deal, now, whether this person takes the job, or, you know, what's the likelihood they, they sue with, um, you know, distress of person, (laughs) traumatic, the traumatic experience they had to go through, and they're seeking, like, you know, something stupid, like, 40,000, but you know, you just, ugh. yeah, what, what's the chances something like that happens, oh, it's all fun and games, right, people, it's all fucking fun and games, so I came across this story online, and it was pretty insane, right, so, um, this woman, right, her name is, um, uh, Gray, Gray, yeah, Gray, Kristen Gray, so she's 28, and her and her partner, um, Sandra Alexandra, they're living in Bali right now, right, so, um, you know, I think they, they went there initially in January last year, 2020, um, just for a break, right, but then, you know, international travel got shut, so they're kind of stuck there, but they love it, right, because they say that they can live a a more lavish lifestyle on, you know, minimal cost, yeah, you know, they're so pleased about the whole situation, they created a, um, an e-book, yeah, they wrote an ebook on um, how people c- 
can move to Bali. Now, problem is, is how they can move to Bali right now. Yeah, right now, even though the country is locked off. You know, like, everywhere is essentially locked off. But this idiot, <laughs> I mean, that's all you could call it, she's an idiot. Well, they're both idiots, right? It's not just one. Though, it is kind of all being written, you know, as one. Rather, you know, the, her partner isn't really mentioned a lot. It is, it's more grey that's getting the brunt of all of this. But, yeah, they're both morons because they both wrote the book. You know, so they wrote this e-book, which, um, yeah, I mean, like, is it a book? Or just a few pages, you know, but basically, yes, um, you know, going over their Bali life, I mean, that's really, <laughs> that's what the book is called, Our Bali Life is Yours, yeah, I know, sounds smug, just with the name, right, but, um, yeah, it, it, it it's a, a book, as I said, to, um, Show people how they can move and live these ladies' lifestyle. Right, um, so in it, the book, they say, um, you know, the book has, you know, information on how people can get into the country during COVID. Which you're just like, what are you doing? That's just insane, right? The country is on lockdown, but you've created something to help people sneak in. You know, they they say it had links to um their visa agents as well, right? So you know that's against the law. They're breaking the law. (laughs) <laughs> That's straight up what they're doing. So it, it that in itself is illegal. Now the other problem is, right? So um, Miss Gray, as I said, look, they started this Twitter thread. <sighs> yeah, I imagine it was started to kind of promote this book, right? Which I yeah, I don't know how much they were charging for it, right? But um. Yeah. That's what I imagine the thread was. Uh, but in the um, in the thread, you know, they're talking about how great it is. You know, they basically said they're renting a, um, a tree house for $400. And they said, you know, if they were in Los Angeles right now, they'd be paying $1,300 for a studio. So, they don't say how much bigger the treehouse is to the studio. Might be the same size. But, yeah, significantly cheaper. You know, three times cheaper, <laughs> essentially, right? Now, it, 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 it's this, um, yeah, this, this crazy thing, right? So, there's like, um, this island has been amazing because of our elevated lifestyle and a much lower cost of living. Being a digital nomad is everything. Oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, dear. And, um, yeah, also, you know, they, they've been talking about 
how you know the country is very open minded very open minded and um gay friendly you know that's the other thing that they've been you know basically spouting which yeah that has also also got them into um trouble and irritated locals basically you know it, it, it's a um oh, it is very weird right so locals are frustrated for yeah two reasons you know firstly they say that they're driving up the costs for you know local people right because you know they're saying they they can live an elegant lifestyle on a shushin budget right but um yeah people complained that um yeah it takes away you know the opportunities from the balinese you know someone wrote why do americans think their peace of mind is worth gentrifying a whole island and pushing locals out of their own lands and into low paying jobs Hmm, yes, not great. Not great, right? Um, Now, the other thing as well, as mentioned, right? So they're saying that, yeah, it's a um, island uh, which is tolerant to gays, lesbians, you know, and um, black people. That's what she was saying and how, you know, that's why it's so great and other people should come and all of this. Now, here's the thing. Bali, and I think just India, Indonesia as a whole, don't recognise gay marriage. No, they're not fans. You know what I mean? Not fans at all. So, local, um, you know, gay people, they they they're not happy because um you know well one one person said, you said um. Bali is a queer-friendly place. But then you also said you were being discriminated for being gay in a homophobic country. Hmm. Not only you played yourself, but you also risked the actual queer people's lives here who have to live discreetly. I hate entitled Westerners with all my heart. Which, yeah, that's a thing. You know what I mean? You're like, if you're bringing attention to a situation where people are having to live, you know, in silence, that's not great because you can essentially leave. They can't, right? Which is the thing. But yeah, it, it, it's a weird situation because you know, on one hand, you know, oh yeah, it's great. They're tolerant, and then the minute you get caught. It's like, oh, they're discriminating, they're homophobic. But they brought this whole situation on themselves. It is crazy. So crazy. Um, now, they've got a lawyer, and the lawyer's hilarious as well. Because he keeps on saying that they, oh, they're so kind. These people are great. We should be thanking them instead of deporting them. Right? He said... um. <laughs> they are kind-hearted people 
They like to help poor children and buy them food. It is proof they don't want to live selfishly. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, it's not. They basically said that, you know, they're saving so much money. And it's so cheap to, you know, live in Bali. So buying some food. Now, I, I know people that have gone to Indonesia and they're just like, yeah, you can essentially buy dinner for, you know, I think it's like a, a couple of pounds, right? Which, yeah, nothing. So, you know, throwing a couple of pounds at some kid, if if you're, you know, you've got enough money, that's nothing. It doesn't doesn't prove you're you're a kind person, and you know the lawyer's getting paid. The lawyer's getting paid, so of course he's not going to be speaking anything bad about these two morons. But yeah, it it is the it, the the most craziest story that I've read of late. Yeah, well, other than all the people that basically, you know what I mean, gave their, 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 their likeness away when storming a government building. That was crazy, but this, just insane. Now, I don't know if it's true, but I think supposedly as well, in their book, that they, they also were talking how they weren't paying taxes in America. So, um, yeah, it, it seems that they're in double trouble as well once they get home. Not the smartest bunch, right? So, um, yeah, it's like, if you were thinking, right, yeah, I want to kind of get into that country. Don't follow advice from people that... A dumb. You know, like if someone starts a thread about it online, probably not the people to take advice from. You know what I mean? Not the ones. But yeah, crazy people all over the world. <laughs> you put you put it on Twitter. You put it on Twitter and in a book. Come on, like. Everyone knows governments have people that monitor this shit. Jeez. Oh, dear. These weirdos. Okay, people. Well, the chin check today went out early, right? Because we had the event. GSA v. Um, Magni. But, still, go check out Monday's episode. Because we recap. Whew. UFC on ABC One, Holloway v. Cater, and how great was that event, you know? So, um, yeah, go have fun, check out past episodes, there's interviews up on there, and on the YouTube channel, have fun, people, enjoy, share with your peoples, but, you know, you've still got the rest of this episode to finish, so, let's get back to it. <laughs> Okay, so I've been waiting to uh, watch this for a while. Man, you know what I mean? Just sometimes things get in the way and you have to check other things out. But this week, people, I checked out Shorts Saves America. And, um, hey, it, see, it actually kind of seemed like the perfect day to uh, put it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, hey, it's all changed, right? So did he, in fact, do that? Maybe this is all down to Andrew Schultz. 
it is hilarious right so when kind of um research well not even researching just pulling up information so i had the right names and whatnot to put down in the episode details a lot of stuff comes up right a lot of stuff and there's so many people like f trying to throw jabs at shorts it is it's kind of cute right it, it, it really is uh, you you'd look at it and you're just like oh what are these people doing you know what i mean like some people are saying that i'm just trying to say he's a, a youtuber andrew schultz is a comedian people he's a hilarious comedian now you might not find he's funny but he's still a comedian you know, I, I saw one place go, um, Andrew Schultz is a comedian, but in this, he's sitting down. I'm like, so, is he a comedian? And I was like, a comedian doesn't have to be standing. You're at a stand-up comedy. Like, people sit down on stools. People sit, like, what are you talking about? Come on, people. Uh, it, it, it's so weird. Now, it's um, four episodes. You know, they're 15 minutes. And it's filmed like, um, you know, the the monologues that Schultz has been putting out on YouTube. Which, listen, if you like those, you're going to love this. Because as he utilizes that fast, you know, in-your-face style. Which is just, hey, it, it's funny. And it, it's also kind of apt to you know, the way that programming works these days, you know, you watch certain shows, you watch the news, right, the, the people that have complained about this, watch the news, like, the way they shift between stories, it's the same as this, right, it's the same, so if you're saying, oh, I can't watch this because of blah, blah, then you're saying you can't watch the news, right, so what, what are you talking, like, what are you talking, because you're not criticizing the news, but you're criticizing, the come on, people, yeah, look, if you don't like it, you don't like it, it's fine, but come on, let, let's not be silly, I mean, so the four parts are around four different topics, there's essentially what he's doing is, um, you know, he's kind of basing the comedy on elements that have gone down, well, went down in 2020. So the first one is around the coronavirus. Then you've got conspiracy theories. Um, well, yes, it's called... Uh, actually, yeah, let, let's just... I'll give you the title. So the first one is coronavirus. The pandemic unmasked our pitfall politicians. Second one, conspiracy theories. Predators, presidents and Epstein's suicide. Then we've got Black Lives Matter, protests, police, and Hollywood hypocrites. And then A Nation Divided, Crybaby Cooper, and Tantruming Tucker are tearing the country in two. Right, so, um, yeah, there you have it. And each part, yeah, goes in on those subjects, right? And there's some serious bits, but then there's jokes, right? And... People, yeah, I've just seen this criticism, and it's like, people, this isn't a documentary. Do you not understand this is a comedian? 
right? And the point is, you exaggerate on something, or you just go in an opposite direction to what you actually think, right? Because you're trying to be funny. That's it. You're trying to be funny. People, calm the fuck down. Ah, it's infuriating the way people are being. It's, it's crazy. Because, yeah, I laughed. Man, I laughed at this. Right? Because it's, it's hilarious. Right? So he's utilizing um, a, a different media with this. So he'll tell a joke and... Or he'll be talking, and oftentimes images will flash up, right? So, it, I mean, it all depends on what he's talking about, right? But something will often flash up and show, like, um, what? I think there was a picture of um, him dressed up as something. I forget now. Ugh. But, yeah, it's just different things. And he plays with himself as well. Hmm. Actually, I should. Actually, he plays with himself. No, he <laughs> he uses himself as a joke. Yes, that sounds a lot better, right? Yeah, him play. He plays with himself. Doesn't come out to quite the right way, does it? But uh, yeah, you know, I I look. He's probably superimposed his face on top of another image. I don't know. I can't see that well. So, you know, may, maybe it is him dressed up, but it doesn't really matter. But that's the thing, Pete. Like, he's poking fun at everything, right? There's a, a jokey image with Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Like, him and Rogan are, part, are buddies, right? So, this understand what he's doing here, people. But it's that quick, fast attack that's, yo, has you because look it people it's quick little jokes it's little jabs it's asides it's recalls it's all of that stuff and look the joy of this right so yeah maybe you missed stuff the first time around but comedy specials they're things you can watch again and again well if you like the comedian you know so it's fine if you missed up the first time on your second watch, hey, boom, new treats, you know, that's the way you look at it, oh, man, like, it, it's funny, I saw one place say, um, oh, he uses some outdated references, like the Monica Lewitsky and Rachel Dalazal, and it's just like, well, they're not, people know those names, I'm like, I remember as a kid, People would say something, and it's just like, I didn't be like, wait, no, you can't say that. I don't understand what you're saying. No, it's just like, if it was something of interest, I'd go look it up. You know, people can look it up. And nowadays, you can instantly do it. You can ask Siri on your phone, on your watch. You know what I mean? Like, it, there's all manner of ways to find information is at our fingertips so it's not a problem and other people are taking offense because he um you know he makes fun of the pandemic right now like a lot of sources i've seen they're quoting this one article here's the thing the article is written by an asshole right the article is written by a guy 
who he's a not very funny comedian and he, i don't know why he spends his time trying to tear down other comedians it, well it's always comedians that are more successful than he is which is eight that's always the big thing right with these people that do shit like that they're never just calling out other people you know people of their level it's always people that are funnier than them right so this arsehole wrote the article i think that says it all that's your source it's a biased bitter moron so let's not pay any attention to that now just pay attention to the fact that we are getting four four hits of comedy four hits of comedy and listen Schultz has a ton of material out there so if you like this you can go back and enjoy his specials he put out in 2019 they're on youtube you know he's got what, three different podcasts you can have fun with those there's content galore and if you're lucky enough you'll be able to go you know catch him tour right now let, let's just concentrate on that kind of stuff you know hey you didn't have uh, you know people slating just all the jokes in um alex booker's you know his weird thing that he put out it, it's no different it's no different it's just this is funny that wasn't now look if you like that more than this that's fine too i don't really care but for me this is great this is hilarious this was something that i definitely enjoyed and um you know something that was needed at the time you know when you're having a shitty day you know everything's a bit like ugh yeah something like this it, it puts a smile on your face and that's always the big thing you want when it comes down to comedy people you know so i would definitely recommend you watch it and as i said look there's some serious stuff thrown in there you know hey but then not too much right because it's a special so then the, you know it's more jokes than anything so yeah watch it and understand it's not serious it's comedy he's making you laugh making you laugh oh Oh, uh, uh, another thing I, I will just mention before I dust, right? Some places, you know, going, um, yes, his toxic, toxic masculinity is oozing out of the screen. He sits down and opens his legs wide, which, you know, anywhere, anywhere in public, that's just forbidden. And it's like, yeah, he's not in public. He's in his studio. Right? He's sitting how he's feeling comfortable. I, I, I would, you know, it, oh, God, it just baffles me, people. Like, I doubt he would sit in an uncomfortable position to go, huh, this will get them. Calm the fuck down. 
Some people, they're just looking for anything, anything in which they can try and use to tear something down. But listen, you don't like it, you don't like it. It's fine. You don't have to make shit up, okay? But Andrew Schultz, it's a Netflix special. They picked it up, which is great because it means it's on Netflix, you know? And also, Netflix haven't listened to all of the stupidness and they haven't taken it down. So that tells you volumes, people. Andrew Schultz, well, no, it's not Andrew, it's just Schultz Saves America. And as I said, I believe he did. So uh, go check it. It's hilarious. Have fun. You're welcome. Okay, people, so I finally got round to it. That's correct. This week, I checked out Who Fears Death. So this is from Ndeke Okafor. And, um, you know, it was narrated by Ndeke Oke. Um, and, yeah, it's interesting, right? So, you know, a few... Oof, so say I was gonna say a few weeks ago, it might have been a you know a month or so ago, I checked out um The Book of Phoenix, which is a prequel to this, although it was written, you know, afterwards. Right? But supposedly, um Okafor, she, you know, she had said that it was an idea that she had before, I believe. Um but yeah, this is a completely different book. Right, so now the gist of this, right, in a far future post-nuclear holocaust Africa, genocide plagues one region. The aggressors, the Nuru, have decided to follow the great book and exterminate the Okeke. But when the only surviving member of a slain Okeke village is brutally raped, she manages to escape wandering further into the desert she gives birth to a baby girl with hair and skin the color of sand and instinctively knows that her daughter is different she names her daughter Onyesawu which means who fears death in an ancient African tongue reared under the tutelage of a mysterious and traditional shaman Onyesawu discovers her magical destiny to end the genocide of her people. The journey to fulfill her destiny will force her to grapple with nature, tradition, history, true love, the spiritual mysteries of her culture, and eventually death itself. So, um, yeah, there is a lot, a lot to this one. Right, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, I mean, there are some bleak, really bleak moments in this book. I mean, a lot, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not necessarily overly happy, which I think, although Book of Phoenix, yeah, there was some really bad, tough stuff in that one, it had more of a, I don't know, I don't know, man, maybe like, a, I was going to say upbeat, 
that. But I don't even, I don't think that's the right word. But it, it felt more like they were conquering the struggle. Right? Even though that one ended with setting up some terrible shit. Right? So this one, you know, it, it, it's that kind of the quest to end the bullshit. Right, to put things to right. But it never really feels, you know, like anything is good is going to happen or can happen. I, I did, um, you know, it, it's interesting. It is definitely interesting. And Okafor, you know, she has got this way of writing that does keep you engrossed, that does, you know, make you want to find out about the characters, you know, that keeps you on track, even when, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, I don't know if I could, if I could do more of this, <laughs> you know, this is so depressing, oh man, you know, like, she, she manages to weave in some humour, she manages to weave in, like, these very touching moments, which, you know, for a book like this, it is needed, it really is, you know, so, I kind of feel, you know, that, um, <sighs> like, it's, well, I think mean, the big thing is, it's getting turned into a TV series, you know, it's going to be on HBO, which, yeah, like, this couldn't be, I mean, it, it's not going to be on Disney, <laughs> you know what I mean, oh, man, I mean, probably, possibly Hulu, definitely not Disney, but it's going to be interesting to see how they tell it, and if they leave anything out, there's, there is so so much just harshness, right, harshness in the story, right, there are moments when you kind of feel that, I don't know if anyone's learning anything, you know, because this is the big thing, like, throughout the book, we have Onyesowu, you know, learning, right, she's, she's learning who she is, you know, the purpose, and also, you know, changing things, and not necessarily, like, you know, not just on the world stage, but even just within the, uh, you know, the, the small sphere of the village, you know, she changes, um, you know, who's getting taught magic, you know, just that, that alone, right, it's big, so we see her, you know, go through all of this, learn this stuff, develop, but then there's a lot where she's just like, wait, what, like, she's not developing, oh, and there's all this kind of love thing, right, I suppose it's written that, you know, she has her, her truest love, but I don't know, right, because you definitely, I, 
man, you read it and at times you just think, I don't know if they love each other, right? Because they're not really acting like they do. Now, I think you can definitely look at it and go, well, the the sacrifices, you know, that's definitely something that you wouldn't do for someone you don't care about. And yes, I definitely agree that, you know, but I do also wonder, right? Because we have these people just going at each other at times for stupid shit. And I think that's fine, right? I can get it at the beginning. But I'd have thought as they grow, it would have changed a bit. Now, every now and again, yes, for real. You know what I mean? You can, you know, in moments of, you know, turmoil, in moments of, you know, shock, you may, you know, act in a certain way. But, man, a lot of the times it's it's just like, some cutting shit was said when you just think like, wait, there's not a need for that. Like what? You know, so yeah, I, I it's, that always kind of baffled me a bit. That yeah, they're not really learning. You know, they're not really growing in that sense. You know, and yeah, there was no real answer for it. You know what I mean? Now the, the, one of the big things I did like, right, because I, we get a fellowship here, <laughs> you know what I mean, and you, you see that in a lot of books, you know, like, someone's meant to go off and do something, and their friends are like, no, you will not go alone, we'll come with you, and they go, and everything is fine, and blah, 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 and, um, yeah, I did like the fact that the group had issues, right, I, I thought, yes, good, that makes sense, right, because, you know, people aren't always going to get along, there's always going to be issues, yes, cool, I'm glad that's being shown, I did kind of feel, though, right, there were, um, there were, there were things that didn't always make sense with the group, you know, and when the girls did certain things, you can think, I, like, it, being told that you didn't do something wise, that's not a slight on you, I mean, it is a slight on you, obviously it's a slight on you, but I'm like, it's a justified comment, there's certain times justified comments were made, and it's kind of being said, oh, no, that's a sexist thing. And it, and it isn't. Like, sometimes it's not. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, ah, come on. What are we doing here? Right? What are we doing here? So, yeah, that was a little bit, ah, a little bit frustrating. Ain't gonna lie. You know? Because, yeah, it just was a bit, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Right? doesn't make sense, you know, there was, like, a moment towards the end, when, um, you know, one of the friends was like, I'm, I'll help, I'll do this, and he'd be like, oh, well, no, that's great, but you'd kind of think, how is it they don't have a weapon, like, you'd have thought, ah, they'd, 
have something like knowing what they're going into right I, I, yeah that just seemed a bit because you're just like well it's not gonna go well right but they yeah so it was odd you know sometimes people put themselves in weird situation and you're just like what like why i don't know why yeah so there was that you know the, the, yeah it was just the, there were certain things that would happen even on on Wesseru, you know when she got these uh, something new happened with her she went and did something and you're just like what <laughs> like come on and it's at a certain place in the book that you're just like well we know what's going to happen here right because this needs to happen at the end right for us to even kind of think oh yes this will go in a certain way like it's always going to go a certain way when certain things happen at certain places in books right so yeah I don't know, it, it was just kind of like, eh, okay, fine, let it ha let, you know, and just, you know, let's go through this, you know what I mean, yeah, I it, 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 yeah, it was just odd in places, it was definitely odd in places, uh, like, it's okay, like, I like, like, the book itself, right, the writing of the book, the writing is very good, you know, the writing is very good, the character development, yeah, that's all very good, you know, it, it, there are a good few characters, and they all do get time, everyone gets a little, gets their moments, gets their stories, and I, yeah, I kind of feel yeah, I, I, I think, you know, everyone's arc is pretty much completed, you know, um, but yeah, it's just unrelenting, <laughs> I mean, it really is, and, um, yeah, I, I, look, there are often way too many stories about, you know, with rape and all of this, and it's just like, oh. God damn. God damn it, man. And yeah, this is another one, right? It, 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 it's another one just built on hardship and terrible actions. And listen, I, look, I understand, you know. It, it, it is a, you know, it's a thing of history. But this isn't necessarily a history you know, this is in the future, so I'm just like, can we, can we not, please, just use different, different vehicles <laughs> to, to talk about hardship, you know, I think that would be good, that would be good, because I, I can't do more horrific rapes, it's just a bit too much, but, um, yeah, listen, if you like Okafor's stories, you know, if you like her writing, this is another really good book, right? It's not like Book of Phoenix. 
So, yeah, coming in, if you did Phoenix first, yeah, this is a completely different book. So, don't be expecting something along those lines. You know what I mean? Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Who Fears Death? It's, uh, it's interesting, and I would probably say check it out before, you know, before the TV series is done, because that will not, I do not imagine that being all of this, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of feel that, yeah, the, um, the TV series is going to change things, so, uh, you know, find out the real shit first, alright, but good narration, yeah, yeah, it's on Audible, Audible is always the best way, you know, so, uh, who fears death, people, it's a harsh read, but you might enjoy it. Okay, people, so, as we draw to a close on another episode, let's go through and see what's happening in the world of film before we bounce. Well, there seems to be um, some cancellations and some uh, acquisitions. So Barbara Taylor Bradford's um, book series around her character Emma Hart, that's been picked up by The Forge. So, um, yeah, they've got the rights to um, eight books. And, uh, yeah, they're bringing those to um, your TV screens. Also... Um, if you're a fan of Brian McKellen's, you will be pleased to know that a um, Powder Mage is coming to TV. Yes, that is right. So, uh, Joseph Malozzi has, um, yeah, he's going to be show running it. Uh, they're going to be um, one hour episodes, right? Um, and I'm assuming they're starting with, you know, the original trilogy. Because, yeah, that's that's the best one, frankly, if I weren't. But um, Malozzi, he said the pilot episode, um, he will write the pilot episode with a view to show running a series that will take place in the Nine Nations, a fictional world in which magic collides with 18th century technology against the backdrop of political and social revolution as mythical gods return to battle for this world. Yeah, we have um, yeah, spoken about the books um, yeah, within um, this podcast, people. So you can go back to earlier episodes if you like. Um, some other news... Uh, so, if you're a fan of Peaky Blinders, which is on the BBC in the UK and Netflix everywhere else, the sixth season, which is currently shooting, is going to be the show's last. So, um, yeah, there you have it, people. So, um, no more Tommy Shelby, you know, and he's, um, you know, crazy family and um gang hmm but yeah there's six seasons so plenty to uh you know uh, go over and enjoy 
um, some other news. All right, so uh, the Peacock has given a second season to their relaunch of Saved by the Bell. You know, it's going to be 10 episodes. Right, and um, the second season is going to hit next week, but TNT has uh, announced that Snowpiercer will be getting a third season. So, um, yeah, haven't got around to checking it out, but I hear it is fun. Now, some, uh, you know, Disney Plus news. Ginger Gonzaga even has joined the cast of She-Hulk right so um yeah you know um who is it it's Tatiana Maslany you know she's going to be playing Jennifer Walters She-Hulk right who is the cousin of Bruce Banner who's the Hulk obviously um and um in the show Gonzaga is Walters best friend we don't get a name for her, and um, I don't really know the character, you know, that well to know. But all I know is She-Hulk, she's a lawyer. Yes. Um, so then, um, yeah, filming has just finished on the last season, which is the third of Netflix's reboot of Lost in Space. So, um, you know, that will, uh, that will be, um, hitting probably at the end of the year, I imagine. Um, also, the, uh, The Muppet Show will be hitting Disney Plus on the 19th of February. So, I think that's just a few days before Stars hits. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, all five seasons will be hitting the uh, streaming platform. So you'll be able to check out all of those old episodes with Steve Martin, Elton John, Liza Minnelli, Gladys Knight, Diana Ross, you know, Mark Hamill, and uh, more. So it aired between 76 and 81 originally. So yeah, that will that'll be fun. I remember those being fun. And let's end on this because, man, it is great news. And it's something I was thinking about the other day. So, um, Master of None, right? It was Aziz Ziri's show on Netflix. And it was great. Had two seasons. The, f the second one ended kind of mad open, right? And you're thinking, okay. Is it going to be another season? Is it going to be another season? And then nothing. It's been three years. Well, there's been an announcement that uh, a third season is coming, people. Huzzah! Right, um, supposedly... Now, I don't know if these are all true facts, but this, this one is going to be um, set in London. And, I mean, that works, because I think, what, the second one was in Italy, right? So, yeah, this one's going to be in London, and Naomi Aki is going to be attached, possibly as a love interest. Who knows? But, um, hey, frankly, that is awesome news, 
and I cannot wait. But people, we are done. All right, so yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode, and um, we will be back next Wednesday for more Echoes from the Void. Peace.